0: What is up everybody at Investor Thrive Nation? This is the Painless Wholesaling Podcast where our goal is to make real estate investing painless for you. I know that's, that's difficult to say because you got to go through some pain to learn, but we're, we're going to do our best to bring on top talent, top people in the industry to let us know what you can expect, what you can avoid in your journey to invest. So right now we got Nathan Turner, the Canadian note guy. All right, what's up, Nathan?
1: Very good, very good. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I love it. I'm doing great. Nathan. That's a great name. Did you go by Nate? Nathan is it Nathaniel. A lot of people I uh, ask
1: you, I go typically Nathan if people got me Nate, whatever, I, whatever you're just call me. I don't care what you call me. Just That's
0: how me. I am. People are like, you like Nate. I'm like, I don't really care. It's whatever you want. Sure. sure if you want that. And uh, Nathaniel is your, are you Nathaniel or is it just a Nathan?
1: No, just Nathan.
0: Same here. You know, I I had a friend that was Nathaniel, but I don't think I've met that many Nathaniels. So, uh, yeah, it's good to talk to you. This is the first time we're meeting. But, you know, I love, uh, you know, connecting with investors throughout the the United States. But you're in Canada. And I also like Canada. My wife is actually Canadian and she's from Toronto. She's uh, if you've been out there, she's uh... my wife is from Toronto as well. There you go. Wow. Do you know, is she like actually in Toronto or is it around the surrounding areas? She was
1: uh, she lived most of her life in Scarborough.
0: Oh, okay. I'm not north familiar York, Scarborough. with Scarborough, but I, my wife grew up in Lindsay, if you know where that is, like Peterborough, okay. yeah, Whitby yeah, yeah. area. I think Scarborough, that's probably not even that far from there. Is that like it's north like, of Toronto or west? Like or? northeast. Yeah. Northeast oh. Toronto. Yeah. Well, look at that. Small world, yeah. huh? Yeah. Cool. Well, you tell me you do notes. I, I know a little bit about notes, but I haven't d- dove into them yet. Um, tell me what's the appeal of buying notes versus, uh, you know, I guess flipping a house.
1: I got started by flipping houses. Uh, okay. And then I I really enjoyed doing that. It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a lot of work and you got to, it's blood, sweat and tears kind of thing. I went from that. I ended up being a landlord for a little bit and I really did not enjoy that at all. I, I really liked the cash flow, but- Everything else about it was terrible. What do you have? (laughs) Did
0: you have some bad experiences?
1: Well, it was on the other side of the country. There was one guy in that town that was my property manager. Ooh. and he was awful like every single month i had to call him up and be like hey did we get paid this month like what's going on you know mid-month and he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure i just got to do some paperwork I'll, I'll send you out your payment so i'd get it like third week of the month every month, oh, gosh. Every month routine. and i'm like this is ridiculous and that then they ridiculous. people would move out it was more economical for me to actually fly out there on the other side of the country with a suitcase full of tools. Oh, to like it was just, it was a ton of work. And it, I was like, why do people do this? Why, <laughs> why, why do Sounds people do this? Yeah, I yeah. didn't like
0: it. Wow, I didn't well, it. Like it. Well, it makes but sense. Yeah, I wouldn't do it if I had to do that either. I'd be out in a second. But that's that's what I love
1: about notes is it's that the piece that I did like about, about being a landlord was that monthly income. Mm-hmm. So I get all the benefits of the monthly income without any of the headaches. That's when you're talking about painless real estate investing. Now that's Ideally, painless. the best the best case scenario, I never actually own the real estate. Yeah, which sounds crazy, but I own the paper that's attached to the real estate.
0: Right. Yeah, in you're the, the bank,
1: right? Yep. Yeah, and then in perfect world, I'm never going to own that property.
0: And you don't got to worry about the 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 repairs, the people calling you. My God, sounds It's trash.
1: None of that's my problem. I'm the bank. Banks now, don't fix roofs. It's not what we do.
0: Now, if someone doesn't make that payment or has a very bad property, you you basically can foreclose on that, right, if they're not making their payments?
1: That's it. So every loan that I buy, every note is backed by the real estate. So if something goes haywire and the person stops paying, that's always kind of my ultimate uh, my ultimate recourse is to take back that property.
0: And the payments you're getting is the interest on the note, correct? Or the principal and the interest or how does how does that work? Yeah,
1: principal and interest. So it's a regular monthly payment and then just like your own mortgage, you pay a little bit more principal, a little less interest every month, but it's that same payment. This payment stays the same, but the split changes every month with the because it's a percentage over time. So that that's what I'm collecting. So it's principal and interest over time, you know, amortized usually somewhere between 20 and 30 years. Uh, typically. And then I can just collect on that for as long as I hold that loan. Do you create the
0: notes yourself or are you buying ones that are already created?
1: Usually I'm buying ones that are already created. Uh, The cases where I'm creating a note is if I took back a property and then I'm selling it, I'll usually sell it on terms. I'll do some kind of seller finance, creative finance, whatever you want to call it and uh, sell it on terms and then hang on to a brand new note.
0: Man, I'd like the sound of that. So, so you're buying these, who's selling these notes? Who's selling all these things? So
1: I, I, most of the time I'm buying like indirectly from a bank, typically the bank will have these loans and they'll sell for all kinds of reasons. Sometimes it's because people are not making payments. Sometimes it's just because they're selling them just to move things around and to generate cash and, you know, recapitalize, go out and do other things, but they'll sell them to like larger hedge funds. I'm a smaller hedge fund. So I... I don't have enough money to do those $100 million purchases. Mm. So I let the big guys do that, and then the big guys will sell it to somebody like me where I can buy you know, one at a time if I want to.
0: So for someone like me or any of my listeners that are brand new to uh, investing, well, I'm not yeah. brand new, but for them, would they be able to just buy a note right now? Or do you have to go through some red tape? Do you have to be a hedge fund? Do you have to like show that you can perform? How, how does that work?
1: So structure wise, no, you don't need anything special. Uh, you don't even need to live in the country. I live in Canada and I do this in the US. But uh, structure wise, no, you don't need anything special. What you do need is some education because this is not real estate. It's real estate related. So it's mm. it's got some elements of real estate, but it's not real estate. So you got to make sure you understand the finance part of it and then the finance world and the rules and regulations to go along with that kind of thing.
0: Tell me some things that they got to understand. I know you said you got, you got education. I know you have a seminar coming up, but what, what would you say? Like, Hey, you got to watch out for this. Uh, even
1: things like just for example, let's say in the state of Georgia, they're, they're notoriously bad for this, where if you buy a loan that's already existing, uh, you have to in the state of Georgia, you have to register as a debt collector, mm-hmm. even though that doesn't exactly apply, but that's how they see it. And so you need to have that license. Uh, One loan can get you in trouble. So it's not just like, oh, it's just a one off. And that's just Georgia. Every state is a little bit different. About half of the states require licensing, some don't. There's, and if you're creating notes, there's ways to do that. There's a a bill that came into effect in 2013 called Dodd-Frank. You got to know your ins and outs of that and what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do, things like that. It's a learning curve for sure. It's none of it's rocket science, but it's a learning curve. So you just got to make sure you know the rules.
0: How many people are, are buying and doing this notes with no, not like and messing things up? It's the, the worst
1: offenders are the people that are creating notes. Uh, think we've run into a whole bunch of those guys and they're doing a great job and I love what they're doing. I love the hustle, but so many of them are just not going through the proper channels. They're not doing it exactly the way you're supposed to do it. And it's all fixable. It can be dealt with and it can be corrected, but it's just a lot easier if it's done correctly the first way.
0: Yeah. I was talking to someone about notes, the other, on one of my other podcasts, and he was saying that, you know, there's so many issues that arise if you do if you create notes the wrong way. And a lot of people use like a title company or attorney friend, they think knows what he's doing and yeah. they just do it wrong. So yeah. Very and there's
1: resources for all of that stuff. like it all exists, and it's it's like I say it's not rocket science. you just got to learn it.
0: So tell us about your seminar. Why would someone like me or any uh, anybody of the audience like what what why would they where is it by the way? This is Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, so tell tell me a little bit about you know what what would cause someone to you know be like, yeah, let's let's check out the seminar. what What can we expect to learn?
1: So this is first of all it's a it's a total it's no selling, no pitching. nobody on stage is allowed to sell anything, which. Wow. My conference, my rules, and that's my rule. Yeah. So it's all education. Uh, People are coming up, speakers from all over the country, talking about different aspects of notes. So anything from creating notes, raising money to be able to create notes or buy notes, how to buy them, how to price them, what you're looking for, you know, the goods, the bads, Uh, attorneys. uh, If and when you do need an attorney to do a foreclosure, we've even got a special one where how to choose the correct attorney to do whatever it is that you're specifically looking to do. So it's it's anything and everything that you would need to know about notes just to get started. It's probably not comprehensive enough for you to become an expert in two days, okay. uh, but it'll give you some great information and uh, an indication of where you wanna go. Cause in notes, you can do so many different things. There are so many different avenues and, and preferences that people have. And so it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: So if someone's wanna start working with notes, do you recommend just skipping well, I wouldn't say skipping, but, you know, let's say most people think they need to start fixing flipping or rentals or wholesaling or that, right? Right. Would you say, hey, you can just go straight into notes, forget all that? Absolutely.
1: It's interesting when I talk to people, most people that get into notes come from a real estate background. Mm -hmm. But if you come from a finance background, that's a plus. (laughs) That's actually better. Uh, Or we've got a lot of engineers, a lot of engineers get into notes, I think just because it's, you know, rules and steps and Engineers love that kind of thing, so a right. bunch of engineers get into this as well.
0: What's the downside of owning all these notes? Is there a downside, like uh, the economy crashes? Like, what is it? The same downside as like a flipper that can't sell his house? Like, yeah, what's the downside?
1: So uh, here's the cool thing. So when the economy's doing well, I do well. When the economy's doing poorly, I actually do better. Uh, mm. And the reason being is I got started in 2008. By 2010, I was buying all non-performing notes. So nobody was making a payment in that property they just a lot of the time they were vacant people wow. just and took off uh in that case i can actually get a bigger discount when i'm purchasing so my upside is actually a lot bigger so that's that's really cool now the downside
0: do you have to uh, make the payments though i'm assuming no you buy the
1: notes? i'm the bank so i once oh. i buy it i bought it out right from the oh you bank. bought
0: it out right okay the no. and
1: then now i'm now the bank so no extra payments being made or anything like that mm uh downside on this is uh it's a trade-off because like i said i didn't like being a landlord but i get the appreciation of that property Mm -hmm. so as long as i'm holding that over time generally real estate appreciates with a note it's a depreciating asset so i don't have any of the headaches that i need to worry about with owning a property but i don't get any of the appreciation either because i don't own that property
0: has that been tough for you on some of these, where you've just seen you bought it in 2008, 2010, or whatever, and it's gone up and it's probably worth double now?
1: Uh, there's times where I look at that and I go, oh shoot. <laughs> but, but all in all, you know what? I would way rather not deal with any of the headaches. And it's wow. it's so hands off on a performing note. On a non-performing, there's work involved and there's a very good chance you'll own that property. When I first got into notes, that that was my strategy: is buy notes to get to the property. And yeah. then the further I went along, I'm like, why am I trying to get the property? This is so much easier just to handle the paper. So that's been my progression. But you know, everyone's got the preference.
0: Yeah. So with the notes, are you buying these with your own cash, or using hard money, or using private money? How does how that work? with your uh, when you're raising money, you said you're a hedge fund, so I'm assuming you're yeah. raising money to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually put together a fund of oh, just. Recently, here. I uh, okay. can't think of when it was, but anyway, recently. Anyway, and uh, yeah, we're going out raising money from anybody who's looking for just a passive investment where they can throw it in there, not think about it. I pay an 8% return annual, quarterly distributions. So it's a fantastic way for people who are interested in real estate and investing to get in on, you know, we'll call it safe. That's one of the words I'm not supposed to use, but uh, but it's safer investment because it's backed by real estate.
0: So for uh, the people that invest and that you give them eight percent in quarterly, is there a limit to what they're able to invest with your hedge fund? Uh, minimum fifty thousand, maximum a million. Let's say if I were to give you fifty thousand, whatever, hundred million, would you be paying me immediately when that money was sent to you, or is it only when you deploy it into like a property or a note or you use it?
1: You actually, as soon as the money is put into put in with me, then you start accruing that 8% right away. Notes does not get rich quick. It takes time. There's a process to everything. So once that money is invested, you start accruing right away. Payments would probably only start the second or even the third quarter. And then we'll catch you up and get you paid up of what, we're, what you're owed. And then we'll continue on with that
0: 8%. Interesting. Okay. Do you get a lot of money from people's self-directed IRAs?
1: yeah, this is an awesome IRA investment where people can just set it and forget it. And it just makes so much sense.
0: Do people usually ask for their money back within you know a month or something or like three months? or Are they even allowed to? Or are you saying, hey, if you invest with us, you, you need to keep it in there for a certain amount of time?
1: Yeah, minimum for me is a year. Uh, the term of the fund itself is five years. If you want to take it out sometime, let's say two years down the road, I will pay that out to you over time. So it, I'll take a year to pay it back to you just- to protect everybody else in that fund uh so that there's not like a, a sudden withdrawal and yeah it was, it's, it's not that
0: liquid is that something that worries you with the fund like that like if people all of a sudden want all their money back and you're like well i can't give you all your money back it's we used it
1: <laughs> uh that is a component but i'm not really worried about it because this is because it's such a safe investment like i say it's one where you just put it in there and forget about it and it's backed by real estate so it's very nicely secured by the real estate uh, so I don't get a lot of issues with that.
0: so what's the, what would be the benefit of investing in uh, a hedge fund that buys notes versus a hedge fund that buys properties
1: I've got so many different options I, I love getting when I first got into notes you know like I say I was always after the real estate uh, and then as I kind of progressed I went okay but if I hold on to the note I not only have all the all of the, the exits associated with the real estate, uh, if I need to, but then I've got all these other exits that exist with the note as well. And so it just, it opens up a whole, a whole world of additional exit strategies and just ways that I can make money without just being stuck up with just the property.
0: Wow. So, so for example, cause I got a buddy, he's a syndicate. I, I'm sure he's, he does a syndication with apartment complexes and all that stuff. Yeah. So you're like one level deeper where you're like, Hey, I own the note on that apartment complex. Right. So if that apartment complex dude can't make the payments, I can, I can do, you know, foreclose or whatever and own that actual yeah. real estate, right? Instead of yeah, just, exactly. interesting. Yeah.
1: So it's a, it's another le- level. It's another layer of yeah, security that's built into it. And then it just diversifies over the whole portfolio. So it's, it's not just one apartment complex that I bought. I bought residential notes. I, I for myself, I'm just residential. So I bought notes on, you know, 50 different residential properties in different cities and different states. So if that one city in that one state drops off for some reason, Detroit you know, loses more steel. <laughs> but if something goes wrong in that one city, one state, it doesn't have a, a major effect on the rest of the portfolio.
0: Do you underwrite the properties that you buy notes for the same that you would underwrite like a flip that you would want to take on yourself?
1: I kind of. I, when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at as-is value. So ARV is nice, but that means I've got to put more money into it. Uh, and that may be a strategy that we look at, but typically not. Usually, I'm just looking at today's as-is value, warts and all, you know, broken windows, shutters, whatever might have happened to it, but today's condition. So I'm not too worried about what it could be worth at some point in the future. I'm, I'm looking at today's value.
0: So if you own the note on a, P, a house that's in as-is condition that's not very good, the owner moves out yeah. or the person is making the payments and you get the house, what what would be the move there?
1: Uh, either, it depends a little bit on the situation. If I've got a ton of equity in it, I might just wholesale it out. I'll sell it. I'll, you know, call up a local realtor and put it on the market and sell it. Or more likely I will just sell it to a, a new owner and create a new note and just get back to that income stream that I like so much.
0: So if you create uh, – if you have a note that you purchased or you create one and the person that you had given that note to defaults and they're gone, that, that pretty – does that mean that note's pretty much gone and you can just do a brand new one to someone else because they didn't fulfill on that note?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, – there's two ways that I can take back – Well. We'll stick with two ways. There are more, but let's stick with two ways. So, number one is the foreclosure. Most people are pretty familiar with that. The really the purpose of a foreclosure is to transfer title. Okay. So, me as the bank, I'm saying, okay, you have defaulted on your obligation. I'm going to take that property as part of our agreement, uh, and then title changes from the borrower over to me. The other way that we can do that is. It's sort of like a cash for keys where I can get a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Mm, so, I'll, yeah. you know, the borrower says, well, I'm stuck. You know, I, this isn't going to work. I say, okay, that's fine. Rather than going through the whole foreclosure process, I'll give you whatever, 000, two thousand bucks, whatever. Uh, and you just sign the property over to me and we'll wipe out the mortgage. As as the mortgage holder, I have the ability to just release the mortgage and cancel it. So it doesn't exist anymore.
0: You're a nice guy if you're going to give them money to deed and lieu it to you. Uh, It's
1: worth my time and my money because if I have to go through the foreclosure, that's time and money that I I need to deal with. If I can just have them sign it over, it's totally worth my while to pay them the same as if I would have paid the attorney to go through that foreclosure and then just to have it done today.
0: Unless they're like, I would assume unless they're like super, super, super behind, right? Where you'd be like, well, I I need that. I need to get that money, right? Or you you probably wouldn't let these last forever since you're uh, probably on top of it. You probably wouldn't let someone just be in there for like a year and a half or a year, would you?
1: No, no. Yeah. When they come to me, that's the case a lot of the times. If, it's, if I'm buying a non-performing note, that's very common where they okay. haven't made a payment for two years. But yeah, if it's been paying and then all of a sudden they default, uh, I have to wait by law. I have to wait three months before I can start foreclosure. Right, but right. That's it.
0: Dang, that's wild. Have you got into um, doing hard money, like any hard money notes? Uh, for I think that's notes, right? Like lending and then yeah. creating a note on that. Have you done any of that?
1: Uh, I haven't on the lending side. I am looking at buying some hard money loans. Uh, Ooh, okay. But still looking at. We'll
0: are those technically are those notes as well? Hard money loans, and then you're buying Absolutely. that. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Wow, there's so many yeah. notes you can buy. So many
1: commercial notes, hotel notes. I, I brokered a note once a few years back on a bowling alley. I mean, there's, oh. there's notes on anything and
0: everything. Is there something at the moment right now for you that's appealing that you're like, man, I really want to get into buying those kind of notes?
1: What I'm looking at mainly right now is, uh, is seller finance notes. People that are creating notes. There's a lot, there's a growing movement, actually, I would say, of people doing wrap notes where they're buying a property subject to and then creating a wrap. Right. I'll buy the wrap note, pay off the outstanding first and if you know that's a brand new concept don't worry about it (laughs) it's a little No,
0: i I know what it is but for anybody (laughs) that you do i'm
1: sure but but for those that are, are newer you might not know what that means but but if you do it's that's a fantastic thing to do and you can do another webinar on that at a different time.
0: Let's do it. All right. Well, hey Nathan, that's been awesome. I think uh, I, all these questions I've asked, I'm interested about because uh, I think the world of real estate. There's so many different ways to go into. I focus on wholesaling and right. uh, you know finding deals for investors, which is you know it's a good way to go. But there's also notes. you know there's also there's so many different avenues. So what oh, would yeah. be one recommendation that you have for for people that are getting into real estate right now? I just heard what you had to say. You know
1: i'm biased i know but come to the conference come to the conference out in nashville june 2nd and 3rd and meet some people learn some stuff you know start chatting with people that that have been around and been doing this for years that is a huge key like i say you need some education because it's not real estate it's real estate related
0: so how do they go if they want to go they
1: can go to the website diversifiedmortgageexpo.com uh, tickets are there and come and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got all kinds of really fun networking activities. We've got ax throwing, we've got ice cream, we've got headshots, all kinds of stuff. So come and join
0: us. So why Nashville though, out of your can from Canada, why Nashville, out of everybody everywhere. You know what,
1: when I took over the conference, uh, at the end of the conference, we asked did a poll and I was looking at either Houston or Nashville. And said how many people want houston and nobody raised their hand
0: yeah. <laughs> i said how about nashville And everybody's like, yeah wow. wow everybody loves nashville so sure that must have been easy then huh yeah. everybody want to go cool yeah. cool all right well nathan it's been a pleasure having you on here i've learned a lot today and i know our, our listeners our viewers have li- learned a lot so uh everybody that's listening please reach out to nathan go to his conference i guarantee you'll learn a lot i've learned a lot right now yeah. so oh, thank yeah. you nathan I'll, uh, hey my yeah. pleasure thank you chat next time all right
1: you bet thanks